There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. And greetings from Minute Maid Park, where tonight the Houston Astros play game two of a three-game series against the Minnesota Twins. This is the second game of a seven-game homestand for the Astros. They lost the homestand opener yesterday, 9-5 to to the Twins. Josh Reddick, second straight three-hit game, had an RBI. Michael Brantley, two hits, including a homer. But the Astros have dropped three in a row in four of their last five, while the Twins have won four straight games. Astros 13-9, and nine, second in the AL West, a game and a half behind Seattle, while the Twins are 13-7, and seven, leading the AL Central a game and a half over Cleveland. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Wade Miley on the mound for the Astros today, and Miley has been very good since joining the Astros. Got the losses last time out in Oakland, but pitched very well. Yeah, it was very hard luck. He, he lost that game to the A's uh, by the score of 2-1. to one. And against this team, Minnesota's very aggressive, especially early in the count, and that cut fastball may play right into Miley's hand. As, if he can get that inside on a lot of these batters, uh, kind of jam them and and the other part of that is the left side of the infield is going to have to be on their toes because he gets a lot of ground balls to that side against right-handed batters. Meanwhile, for the Twins, it is right-hander Michael Pineda making his fifth start of the year. Did not play last year after undergoing Tommy John surgery that cost him much of the 2017 season. So the Astros have seen Pineda before, but it's been a little while. Yeah, I think we've seen a better version of Pineda, if, if any indication is what we've seen so far this year. And it makes sense that... He hasn't pitched in a while. The arm strength and the sharpness of his breaking pitch even is a little down from where it has been in the past. He's always tried to live low in the zone, try to keep it below the knees. So for the Astros, just like when he was a little bit better, I think you've got to make him get the ball up. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models, official sponsor of the Houston Astros. And I think it's going to be interesting to watch tonight, and you kind of alluded to it earlier, Steve, about Wade Miley, a guy who's at his best when he's getting early contact, making guys put the ball in play, and, and making them make weak contact. And this is a Twins team, very, very aggressive. They don't see a whole lot of pitches. Well, there's no secrets, so they may be even more aggressive off of Miley because he throws his cut fastball 54% of the time so they can go up there looking for that pitch and the key for for Miley is be able to show that he can throw it for a strike on the inside corner also come inside to get those jam shots to the left side works very hard and I think that helps a lot of these infielders stay on their toes coming up next we'll hear from AJ Hinch in the manager show presented by waste management a little later we'll be joined by Astros first baseman DH Tyler White but now this from your local station Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park, head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind Home Plate for a wide selection of Carbach beers, including Love Street Blonde, Hopadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery, where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at carbachbrewing.com, or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. We didn't play a clean game, and that's um, we got a lot to deal with that we need to that we need to get better at to 
to stay in these games. You name it. You name, we didn't handle the ball. We didn't get the outs we should have. Uh, misplay with guys on base. You know, we, we, we haven't played clean enough. Well, welcome back to Asher Lunch. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with A.J. Hinch. And, A.J., I was listening last night in the booth and, and during the post game. Your comments, which are very rare to speak about your defense, wasn't tight like it normally is. What did you see last night? Uh, well, I just saw a couple plays um, that, that, that we didn't finish, uh, not necessarily even errors. Right. You know, we have the ground ball to third, Nelson Cruz beats it out. Um, weird, awkward play for Bregman. Um, obviously, you never see Josh Reddick make an error like he did last right. night. Yeah. That's a rarity. Um, you know, we mishandled some balls. It was a little bit sloppy for me. That, And this has happened a couple times, even in some wins. And as a manager, the things you obsess over the most are probably defense and base running. And... and um, you know, I was, I was pretty upset last night that we just didn't play clean. We didn't handle the ball um, as clean as we normally do. The, the, the non-pick at first base, which is not Tyler White's fault. It's just part of the game, but um, those things irritated me. I'd just like to see it a little cleaner. Yeah, I just want us to play play our game. And when you get beat and, you, you know, we're giving up multiple runs and multiple innings, um, it makes you a little edgy, makes you, makes you want to be a, a, per, a perfectionist in every part of the game. I want to ask you about a couple of your players and – it's easy to talk about guys when they're going good, but Josh Reddick, a little different approach at the plate this mm-hmm. year compared to last year, six hits in his last two games. What are you seeing from him? I, I see a lot of opposite field hits, which is a good sign. I mean, everybody, you know, traditionalists will tell you, hey, that's a good, a good piece of hitting when you hit the ball the opposite way. It's a good piece of hitting when you pull the ball for a hit, too. It yeah. doesn't matter where you hit yeah, it. But yeah. for, for Reddick in particular, what that's done is taken a little bit of the overswing out of his out of his offense, and and he's a good hitter first. The power has come. He's hit a couple homers and and some doubles and things, but um, he's staying on the ball in critical moments. Those big two out singles to, to left center field, or he's beating the, beat the shift a couple times. Um, he can be a complete hitter if he if he does that, and I think he's leading the the league in opposite field base hits. That's a good sign. They'll probably start unshifting him, and then he'll probably hook some balls in the yeah. hole, and it'll help him all the way around. The other guy I wanted to talk to you about is Roberto Osuna, who hadn't pitched in eight days, but goes out there. He's very efficient. We've seen over and over, you know, closers come in non-leverage situations, kind of things get away from him. But, man, he pays attention, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's a pitcher, you know, and I think it, it's it, it's a true essence of a pitcher, and, and I think that helps him in um, in those innings where there's not that adrenaline boost where he's got the, you know, he's trying to save the game. He, he really approaches every game the same, and his stuff is so good. And his mm-hmm. – his, his ability to disrupt timing is so good. And, and um, you know, we take for granted a little bit that he's going to come in and, and be efficient. I don't think these the one-pitch save in Seattle, the, right. the seven or eight-pitch three outs um, in, in, uh, in other games, and then last night was very efficient. Um, that's a rarity, but he attacks the strike zone with, with four different pitches and about three different timings, and that's rare. And with that arsenal, would it surprise you that he could be a very effective starting pitcher if he chose to go that well, way? Well, he used to be, yeah. you know, coming up. I remember seeing him as an 18-year-old in the minor leagues. And in A-ball with the Blue Jays, he was a starter. Um, and he was derailed by a little bit of injuries. He had Tommy John. He had another shoulder injury. Um, and they got him to the big leagues pretty quickly as a reliever. And he has the arsenal to do it. It's always the durability and the ability to maintain your stuff for – for 70, 80, 90, 100 pitches, which is, which is the most difficult. Uh, but he could really do anything he wants on the mound. And Nelson Cruz with the Twins, he's their DH, and he's been crazy consistent over the last five or six years. He made a change back in the minor leagues before he started going on this great run where he started to open his stance. And about 25 years ago, guys more sideways to the pitcher or even showed their back mm-hmm. a little bit. What has that 
do for a hitter when they're more open? I think it makes you see the ball a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit easier, maybe sooner. Um, I also think it makes you get your body moving a little bit. You've got to when you start open, you have to load in order to get ready to hit. We know the ready position. Your hands are back. Your back, your, the weight's a little bit more on your backside before we're going to shift to the front side. And then when you're open, you have to like, consciously make a move back to load and, and, and get that body weight going. Um, that probably helps you a little bit. It does turn your head a little bit so you get both eyes on the pitcher. The danger of, of being closed off is, is you don't get full vision of the pitcher. And um, little subtle things like that. And, and for him, it clicked. Doesn't mean you can open up everybody. You know, Alex Bregman's going to stand a certain way. Jose Altuve's going to stand a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, for some hitters, when you, when you free them up by moving them, um, they can, it can really click for them. Last thing, AJ, Michael Pineda, who's, who's had a kind of up and down career mostly because of injuries. Where's he at right now, and what do, what do you guys need to do? Yeah, you know, he, he missed all last year, and, and so we only have a couple games of video on him from this season. He's a little different than he was in years past. He's not the power pitcher that he was. Okay. He keeps the ball below the zone. He, he is a little bit of a, um, a kind of a zone evacuator. He doesn't want to throw the ball inside the zone all the time. He wants you to chase below. He wants to move it in. He wants to move it out. He's a big physical presence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to get stronger as the year goes. It's probably good that we're catching him this early in the season where he's working his way back into, into the rotation because after missing a year, he's feeling his way through the first you know, four or five starts of his, of his season. But um, his ball will move. He'll be able to sink it a little bit. He'll try to stay below the zone. We've got to get a good pitch to hit. All right, AJ, good luck tonight. Thank you, Sparky. Now it's Tyler White's turn getting his first start since Friday, starting at first base tonight. Here's a 3-2. And White grounds it through the right side. That's a base hit. Reddick will make the turn and go to third. And Tyler White ends in 0 for 7 with a base hit through the right side. He was on time with that one. Well struck the other way. Here's a 3-1. That misses outside. Ball four. White's reached all four times, Robert. He's done a nice job getting his first action since Friday. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Tyler White. Nice game yesterday with a couple of hits, a couple of walks, reached base four times, and has to feel good to, to contribute. I know at-bats have been uh, hard to come by for you lately. Yeah, I mean, it's always good to uh, to get the at-bats and to uh, make something out of them. And, yeah, I mean, it's been, uh, it's been a long first month for me, but uh, just constantly been working and trying to get to uh, where I need to be. You're in the lineup again today. I think this is the first time you've played back-to-back days all season. What sort of things have you done to try and stay sharp uh, with, during during this time? Like I said, just uh, constantly working, constantly trying to get uh, to get better, to get myself uh, consistent on a the, with my playing schedule. Just being able to contribute when I get out there, and uh, yeah, I mean it's just been a, like I said, just grinding in the cage and uh, trying to keep my keep myself ready. Has there been anybody you've talked to that's maybe helped you with your routine a little bit and, and, and get used to this role? I mean, this is more of just like staying mentally strong, staying mm-hmm. confident, and being able to uh, to go out there when it's when you get the opportunity and uh, contribute. Do you find yourself trying to sometimes even think along with the manager during games, trying to figure out spots where you might pinch hit or might get used, things like that? Yeah, I think you always do that when you're when you're not in the lineup. You try mm-hmm. to figure out when when it would be the best best chance for you to to get out there and I think you're always kind of ready and uh, you you look into the pitchers that uh, you would face off the bench and just uh, just like I said just staying mentally confident and ready. What was this offseason like for you? I know guys usually take some time off. How much time off do you take before you start uh, ramping up for the next season? Usually just uh, two three weeks maybe at the most and uh, yeah and then I get out and uh, work out Cyprus DST a place where a few guys work out and uh, we 
get in there in the early in the morning and get after it and uh yeah that's about it and golf and stay at home a lot <laughs> does it help to have guys that you work out with and to kind of push you and motivate you in the off season yeah it's definitely good i mean it's uh it's good to see familiar faces and go out but uh yeah i mean uh it's always it's always fun to get in there and have uh to to be a little bit competitive with the guys and just have a have a good time working out oh is this your first off season in the houston area do you consider yourself a houstonian now uh, I mean, I'm I'm from North Carolina, and uh, I'll always I always claim North Carolina. But yeah, I love it here, love uh, love living in the area, and uh, stay out in Cypress, try to stay out of the traffic a little bit. But yeah, it's uh, it's uh, fun, and I enjoy where I stay, and I enjoy the the people around me. Being out in an area does it remind you of, of home a lot? Does it remind you a lot of North Carolina? Uh, no, not really. It's it's a lot different. It's a, a lot bigger than mm-hmm. where I grew up. But uh, yeah, I love it. Everybody's nice. It's uh, it's a good little town, and. Uh, I enjoy enjoy it, like I said. What's your favorite thing about being in Houston? Uh, just I mean, the weather for the most part. Just uh, It's a lot yeah. warmer than it is back home. So uh, I'm able to uh, get out and golf and do the things that I enjoy in the off season. whereas back home it's cold. And, I mean, you can't get outside for parts of the winter. So, uh, yeah, I think it's just probably the weather. On the flip side, what do you miss most about not being in North Carolina, being home? Uh, just family and things like that. That would be the most uh, just, <clears throat> yeah, being able to go see my family whenever I can. But, uh, yeah, I try to get home at least for a week or two during the off season and uh, and see everybody. Tyler White, thanks for joining us and continued success. Thank you. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team our city this is why we play this is who we do it for take it back for tickets go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS